wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes! 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 For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Stupid idiot. Shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Party's over, Grandpa. Kane was there! Kane was there too! Yeah! No enhancement needed. This ain't Monday Night Raw! This fight's right! It's Wrestle Rant Radio. What's going on, guys? And welcome back to Wrestle Rant Radio for August 16th, 2018. I'm almost on the verge of tears here. Mr. Marceau is on the opposite line, as always, helping me break down Royal Rumble, WrestleMania. We're breaking breaking down fucking TakeOver Chicago predictions. Today we're talking TakeOver Brooklyn 4 and SummerSlam. Of course, we're spending more time on TakeOver than SummerSlam because NXT is what's hot right now. NXT is what's lit. SummerSlam, can't say the same exact thing about that pay-per-view. Uh, but Mr. Marceau, welcome back to WrestleRant Radio. How have you been, my friend? I'm doing good, GSN. Been working them. I'm glad to be back on WrestleRant Radio. Always. It's been uh, it's been a minute since I saw you. The last time I talked to you on the phone, I believe was uh, I mean, the last time I saw you was uh, Money in the Bank weekend. That was also the last time I talked to you on the phone. How's uh, your summer season been going? Good, pretty hot, but it's been going pretty well. <laughs> have you guys been getting as much rain there as we have been getting here? A lot of rain here in the Northeast, at least here in the Connecticut area. And I told you, too, I was in the Boston area the other day. Um, Boston area on Saturday for the Boston Comic-Con brought back a lot of memories of our favorite pay-per-view, Hell in the Cell, from a couple years ago. Great time. It was amazing. Way better than WrestleMania. I was telling everyone there about my uh, Hell in the Cell experience with Mr. Marceau from a few years ago. Charlotte beating Sasha with one uh, bow down to the queen or whatever the hell it's called. Amazing finish. But in all seriousness, SummerSlam this Sunday, does this pay-per-view, RJ, bring back any memories for you being at SummerSlam 2006 a dozen years ago and also being at SummerSlam just three years ago where I was also present as well? Um, what's your what's your you know uh, emotional attachment to the biggest party of the summer? Are you looking forward to it? Does it bring back any memories of being at those shows from many years ago? This year's show is just like not I don't know if it's a dud. It just doesn't really have. Like, I don't really have a great build. I'm not like too thrilled for the show. Like I'll watch it. I'm not gonna. I don't think it's gonna be that good. But I remember going when we went a couple of years ago. I was deep into that car. I thought that show was really good. Uh, the Wino 6, was a decent show. Not the greatest show ever, but that was a good show as well. But I don't think this year's, this year's car don't even hold a candle to either one of those shows. And also, too, I mean, that year that we went in 2015 also had TakeOver, which was amazing. Thankfully, SummerSlam held up. It held its own. They had a great show that night. Seth Rollins and John Cena is still one of the best matches I've ever seen live. For the WWE United States Championships. And we might get a couple matches, you know, like that this year. With Daniel Bryan and the Miz, AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, and a few other matches too that could be uh I think really, really good. Time will tell. But that being said, I mean, before we even get to SummerSlam in a little bit, we gotta talk takeover first. I feel like I've had you here on the show either on WrestleRant Radio or doing a WrestleRant Radio audio exclusive. Talking, I think Every TakeOver, at least for the last year now. I know we talked about TakeOver Brooklyn last year. We talked TakeOver Philly when we were there. War Games, New Orleans, Chicago, you name it. We've talked about it here on the show, so I figured we'd keep the streak going. Got to keep it going strong with TakeOver Brooklyn 4. Might be one of the best TakeOvers yet. They have yet to have a bet. I mean, they really have yet to have a bad TakeOver in general. But typically, traditionally, the Brooklyn shows are the best ones they put forth every single year. And I still say the New Orleans show from earlier this year is the best takeover I've ever seen. But Brooklyn 4 might give it a run for its money, considering what's rumored, might who might show up, the main event. The entire card looks extremely strong on paper, so I can't wait for it. But we'll start from the bottom, work our way up, kicking it off with EC3. Versus Velveteen Dream. This kicked off about two months ago 
at the um, UK Championship Special um, that aired on the WWE Network. It was EC3 and Velveteen Dream taking on Aleister Black and Ricochet in tag team action. Velveteen Dream walking off on EC3. Um, I guess kind of turning EC3 babyface in the first place. If he was ever really a heel to begin with, but... He's a babyface now, I would assume. Velveteen Dream firing in all cylinders. EC3, I'm a fan of his. I think he's been doing good work. I'm looking forward to the match. The vignettes have been well done. Um, it should be a real solid match in the ring. So, Mr. Marceau, what are your thoughts on the feud, and who do you have going over? I think the feud's been pretty well. Like I said, they built it starting at the NXT UK show. Didn't really think anything of it. I thought it was like, oh, like just walked away. I didn't think it was actually going to turn anything. Um, but I think they should have a good match. I'm not the biggest EC3 guy. Like, uh, he doesn't really do much for me in the ring. He kind of reminds me a lot of, like, Bobby Roode, like, kind of slow-paced wrestling. But, um, Velveteen Dream's also been firing off cylinders, especially since NXT Chicago. That great match that he had with Ricochet. I want to say EC3, but I feel like they have to give Velveteen Dream a win. I'm going to go with Velveteen Dream. I'm not sure if that's, like, a shock, but I'm going to go with him. Yeah, I'm going to say Velveteen Dream, too. I feel like he's, um, it's not really a hot take. I, I do think he is due a victory, as is EC3. This is his, not takeover debut, but takeover singles debut. And he has yet to really pick up a big win in NXT. And they both guys kind of need big victories. But Velveteen Dream, he beat Cash Sono back at Philly in January. Uh, went on to lose the ladder match over WrestleMania weekend. Went on to lose against Ricochet in Chicago. Third time's the charm. He's got to be EC3 here. EC3 isn't undefeated anymore anyway. Neither is Velveteen Dream. Um, but I feel like EC3 can take a loss. He'll be just fine. Velveteen Dream picks up the win here. Maybe he gets an NXT Championship shot before long or a shot of the NXT North American Championship. But I like what they've been doing with these two. I think they work well together, the characters. Because in the ring, EC3, like you said, is not the greatest. But I enjoy his on-air persona. I think it works very well against Velveteen Dream. So it's been a fun feud. But I do think Dream goes over on Saturday. Then we transition into the tag team title picture. The NXT tag team division has been really strong now. Really since Undisputed Era came onto the scene. I can't say I was exactly excited about tag team wrestling. Dating back like a year ago when it was like Authors of Pain and Sanity. And, you know, it, was, it wasn't really the most exciting. But now we have Undisputed Era. We have Mustache Mountain. Two teams that will be battling for the belts on Saturday. But in addition to them, we have the War Raiders, Street Profits, the Mighty... We have Heavy Machinery and a few other tag teams as well. Um, so it's pretty pretty loaded right now, which is cool to see. But I thought this would be a three-way tag team title match. I thought War Raiders would be added because they got involved with Undisputed Era on a recent episode of NXT. So I thought it would be a triple threat, but it won't be. But Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong versus Mustache Mountain straight up would be it's, it's just fine. Their last two matches were amazing. So I'm looking forward to the uh, third and probably final encounter. But Undisputed Era did win back the belt to Mustache Mountain. They are tied. One win apiece here. I do think it would be the wise thing to keep the belt on O'Reilly and Strong. What say you, Mr. Marceau? Yeah, you have to keep Undisputed Era. I think they're one of, if not the hottest hat right now in NXT. Um, not sure. If, I don't know if I, like, I don't, I don't, like, hate the change. But I feel like just changing the titles just because it was in the UK was kind of not dumb, but like didn't need to happen. Um, I guess it does kind of like stop this rubber match between them, the one-one against each other. I like Mustache Mountain. I just, uh, I just don't want to see them as like a like a long-term tag team. I think Bates, obviously, the one that's the breakout star, and Seven just kind of the old vet. But I think you have O'Reilly and Strong win here, and then either face War Raiders, Street Profits the next takeover, but I, I think you have to go on a Yeah, it's got to be Undisputed Era. I feel like there's more teams for them to face than Mustache Mountain, who I feel like are only a temporary staple right now, the NXT Tag Team Division. It's great they're competing in NXT. Um, we haven't seen Pete Dunne in a while since right after TakeOver New Orleans, so I don't know if he's going to be showing up again soon or what's his deal. But Mustache Mountain are really only there to hype up the NXT UK brand they have coming up pretty soon. That's really the only reason why they're there right now as, you know, as, as decisively, as, you know, as prominently as they have been in recent months. But the match would be great. I still say that the ultimate team that have thrown Undisputed Era as tag team champions is not the War Raiders. I know you're not the biggest War Raiders fan. They do nothing for you. I really like them. 
but I still say the team to take the titles from Undisputed Era should be the Street Profits. I think they are the uh, they really could be what Enzo and Cash should have been to WWE and even NXT to an extent, although they actually win the tag team championships, unlike Enzo and Cash. Um, so I hope that happens at some point, but what about you, RJ? What do you think? If it's not Mustache Mountain, who? I mean, obviously they won the belts a couple months ago, but before that they had been champions since December, but if not them, then who do you think will be the ultimate tag team to take those titles off of Undisputed Era? And if not anyone in the current tag team scene, could it be another team that we're not even aware of yet in NXT? Uh, I would definitely say Street Profits. Like you said, I'm not a big fan of Warriors. Uh, they spelled too much for me. They kind of not a dumbed down version, but pretty much the same thing as the Bludgeon Brothers. But not really a big fan. I'm not really a big fan. It was really cool, but I don't really like Rowan. Um, but uh, I think Street Profit, like you said, they have like the Enzo and Cast kind of like popularity. Honestly, I think they're better in the ring than Enzo and Cast are. But. Um, I think that, like, that's kind of like the end of the cast as well. If you split them up, they'd both be doing absolutely nothing. So, mm-hmm. I think Street Profits, like, I think they'll probably feud with, obviously, they'd tease the feud with the Mighty, they'll face them, hopefully win, and then go on to face Undisputed Era at the next takeover on an episode of TV. But I think Street Profits is the one that should take the title of Undisputed Era. If, if they plan on doing that soon, maybe they could hold off and then. And, Maybe like a new indie team that they sign, take the titles off them. But uh, if thing is like for them, if you take the titles off them, where do they really go from there? Especially Undisputed Era, that since they're on such a group, maybe have one of them go for the main title. But I think they're staple right now in XT Tag Team Division. Yeah, that's why I would hold off. I mean, they have um, a few other tag teams that Undisputed Era haven't even faced yet. Like it's not even like they faced Heavy Machinery or um, Street Profits on episodes of NXT TV. NXT is great about not giving away matches on TV that they'll likely do on takeovers down the road. So that's what I really like about NXT and how they book things, and I feel like they've done that for a reason. So I mean, if you put the belts on like Mustache Mountain, who are they gonna face? The fucking Mighty? Like no one cares. So, I would keep the belts in them for the foreseeable future. Undisputed Era, I feel like, are due for a call-up over Mania Weekend next year. Um, all members, not just Adam Cole, Bebe, not just Roderick Strong, but, like, all four of them as a unit. Um, so, with that being said, I would have them take the belts off of them to Street Profits. By that point, hopefully, they can heat the Street Profits up over the next eight months, and they win the championships there. But, speaking of loaded divisions, the women's division also stacked with star power right now. Between the current champion, Shayna Baszler, the challenger, Kyrie Sane. But in the background, you have Bianca Belair, Lacey Evans, Vanessa Bourne, Dakota Kai, Candice LeRae. A lot of good up-and-coming names right now in the NXT Women's Division. Nikki Cross kind of on the outskirts right now. We were talking about her over text last week about how she's not really doing anything. I think she might be doing a main roster call-up before long, too. Um, but yeah, Baszler, Kyrie Sane, part three here. They had their first match in the finals of the 2017 May Young Classic. Had a great match on that night. That was won by Kyrie Sane. They had a rematch on NXT TV earlier this year where Kyrie Sane was handed her first and I think only defeat one-on-one in NXT to date against Baszler. So they're tied. Again, one-on-one, one win apiece. Uh, the match should be really, really good. Sane has been on uh, riding a massive wave of momentum in recent months earning her shot by winning a three-way in NXT. She's got her shot in Brooklyn. I think this could be a good night to take the belt off Baszler, but again, a lot like Undisputed Air, I feel like there's a lot of challengers waiting in the wings for a shot at that championship. You still have LeRae. You can build up Belair. You could do Belair and Baszler at Evolution. Um, I think to take that belt off of Baszler before Evolution, which the NXT Women's Championship will be a part of, I think taking the belt off of her before then would be a mistake. Um, so I, I would keep the belt on Baszler and um, hopefully have her lose the championship to LeRae down the road. The match they had in NXT, I think a week ago or maybe the week before that, was excellent. So I would wait until then to do that rematch for the championship. Or even Dakota Kai, they've had a match in the past too and they worked really, really well together. But bottom line, I do not see Zayn walking out the new NXT Women's Champion now. What about you, RJ? Do we have a new champion on Saturday or does Baszler retain? Freaking GSM took my took what I was gonna say right before I was gonna say. <laughs> it's one of those things that I I think not that I like I think I rather I wanted Zane to win. I think like she could use the big win and being champion. She's so freaking old. I love Kyrie Zane, but it's another 
not issue, but like there's so many people for Basil still a challenge. She has so much. Not that she's a lot of history with a lot of people, but she has like had her little thing with Kai, Larray. Like I, I just maybe they have like I'm not saying like a non-finish, but like they lose is like good in defeat or like some kind of distraction or something, and then they set up maybe like a four-way with Zane. Uh, or maybe they, I could see them even 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 having like Basil get disqualified, and then Evolution they do like Larray, Zane. Uh, Kai and Bezos are like a four-way. I just like, I like you said, I just don't see her taking off the title right now. I, I would love Zane to win the title. I just don't think they're going to take it off Bezos right now. There's just too many people for her to face still. And then, I just, if, you're, if Kai or Zane beats her, then who she face? Fucking Vanessa Bourne? Like, <laughs> no. No. Yeah, no, exactly. I would keep the belt on it for the foreseeable future. I think Baszler's another one that could be due for a main roster call-up by Mania Weekend next year. Now, I know, you know, she hasn't been in NXT for, like, two years. By that point, it will have only been a year. But she's ready. I mean, she's not a five-star Matt Classic wrestler. Um, but she is really good. She carries herself really well. Every match that she's had has honestly gotten better than the last. Like, the first Ember Moon match was good. The second match was better. She had a great match. Um, uh, with, what well, who was it, Tony Storm and the NXT UK Championship Special. That's another match. That match ended in Countout. So they also have unfinished business. Tony Storm is a star. So she could also win the Mae Young Classic and then go on to beat Basil for that championship down the road. That's another situation I could see happening at some point. And there's a lot of women they could sign from the current Mae Young Classic. So Madison Reina, they fucking signed her. I could see her versus Basil or so. Keep that championship on Baszler for as long as possible. I've got her going over here too. For the NXT North American Championship. Now, I like a lot of matches on this card, but this has got to be the most anticipated. For me personally, my top two faves in the same match, battling for the belt that is the newest to NXT, the NXT North American title. It's the current champion, Adam Colbebe, taking on the one and only Ricochet. The battle of two of the best theme songs in NXT right now. Um, giving Tommaso Ciampa a run for his money. This match is going to be fantastic. I honestly don't know who to go with here. Cole just won the belt in April, but Ricochet has been killing it since showing up, having the great showing in New Orleans, having a great match with Velveteen Dream, very good matches on TV with Chris Dijak and a number of others. Uh, Ricochet is a motherfucking star. Um, but I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna surprise people with my pick here and say that Adam Cole Bebe walks out still the NXT North American Champion. He's another guy where I like... First of all, I like the idea of every member of the Undisputed Era being a champion. I know Bobby Fish isn't really around right now, but they got the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. He's carrying around the trophy. O'Reilly and Strong I got the, have the tag title belts. And Cole's got the NXT North American Championship. You got a great thing going there. I wouldn't mess that up. I'd keep the belt on him for a little while longer. Maybe they have a rematch in November and Ricochet wins it there. But I think Cole's got to sneak out a win here by Ricochet, by beating Ricochet. Um, and retain the championship in the process. So, yeah, I've got Adam Cole going over here, still the champion, but Ricochet maybe gets screwed over screwed over in defeat via interference from the Undisputed Era, setting up a rematch for at some point down the road. But, RJ, is Ricochet's time now to become champion, or does Adam Cole stay champion for a little while longer? I was going to say, Ricochet's going to win, but then what you said... The other two guys were going to screw him over. It kind of made more sense. Oh, God, GSM. This is um, tough. And this might be the toughest match in the whole card. I just think it's Ricochet's time to win. I just think if, like, even if they have him lose, it doesn't hurt him, but, like, I don't know. I, I think he has to win here. Um, I say Ricochet wins here, and he's the new North American champion. And then, not sure really what they do down the line, because, Obviously, going to war games. I'm assuming that Superior Arrow will have some kind of involvement in it. That's kind of like a hard thing to predict, but I think they'll do. I think I think Ricochet's got to win here. Not that like losing's going to hurt him a lot, but like uh, he's, he has a loss. Well, I guess he did lose the freaking ladder match. He hasn't lost one on one at all. I think I think yeah, I think it's Ricochet's time. Unless they're really looking towards maybe winning the NXT championship, but I think he has, he has to build, keep building Ricochet up to the casual fan. I think he has to win here. 
And this also kind of prolongs his time in NXT too, because I think they got to keep him down there for a little while longer. They can't call him up tomorrow. I mean, he, he they, they could, but there's really nothing for him on Raw or SmackDown right now. So if you have him hold the NXT North American Championship, he can always go back after the NXT Championship by like Mania Weekend next year. Like Adam Cole can now move up to the main event of NXT if he wanted to. If Johnny Gargano becomes champion on Saturday. Or whoever. Um, yeah, Adam Cole. Yeah, can be inserted into that picture coming out of uh, TakeOver Brooklyn 4. But speaking of Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, before we get to the main event of TakeOver Brooklyn 4, real quick, we had the same conversation last time we were on the phone together, RJ. We had the same conversation over WrestleMania weekend. We've had the same conversation every time we talk about TakeOver. Who's showing up in the crowd at TakeOver Brooklyn 4 last time? There really wasn't a concrete name, and neither of us could really come up with anyone. Yet we still came up with the name. I still mentioned Keith Lee um, as a possibility. He ended up showing up in the crowd in Chicago. I was there, was marking out. And he has since debuted for NXT on TV in a match against Martha, uh, Marcel Barthel, whatever the fuck his name was. Um, had a great showing. Keith Lee, telling you right now, is going to be a big star. The guy's fucking awesome. But anyway, I um, just want to throw that out there. I think on this show we have the first ever appearance of Matt Riddle. I know you're not too aware of who Matt Riddle is, RJ. But the guy is really good. I think he can make some uh, big waves in NXT down the road. But I do think we see him on Saturday. Any other names, RJ, you see appearing in the crowd at TakeOver? I was going to say Matt Riddle. I saw that he signed NXT, so I was going to say him. But um, besides that, maybe a couple of people in the May Young Classic, but I wouldn't say anyone else too big. What about, what about an appearance from the one and only... One man thrill ride, Jimmy Preston. Is that a possibility, Mr. Marcel? I hope to God, no. <laughs> I was going to tell you when I first called you, I forgot. So, um, real quick side story. When I went to a Northeast Wrestling show a couple weeks ago, he was there because he came back to wrestling again. And you might have told me that. I think we talked about the last time I saw you because uh, you know you've been following him a bit. But I didn't know that he came back to wrestling, so he was at the show and I talked to him for like 10 minutes. And he was really, really nice. He recognized me because I've talked to him a bunch of times and I interviewed him, whatever, a couple years ago. And you were there, I think, when I interviewed him. I think you were sitting right next to me because it was for Russell Rant Radio. But anyway, so I talked to him for a while and my girlfriend's dad was with me and he talked to him for a while too and he bought one of his shirts, which was really, really funny. So he's got a throw ride shirt. And if that wasn't good enough, so when I was at the Boston Comic Con last Saturday, I fucking ran into him when I was going to get my tickets. He was there. And he was there recording, um, doing the same thing like the WrestleMania Access thing that we always watch. He was there making fun of the fans that were at Comic-Con. And he said it would be on YouTube on Tuesday, and I have yet to see it, so I've got to keep an eye out for it. But I've seen Thrill Ride twice in the last uh, <laughs> in the last fucking two weeks, which I think is hilarious. Maybe it's an omen that he's uh, WWE bound in the near future. You never know. One man through, one man through Ride. <laughs> Did you say flash in the pan, Mr. Marcel? Yep. Wow. I can't believe anyone would ever call him a flash in the pan. What a jerk you are, Mr. Marcel. I can't believe you said that. Well, I've been I've been behind this guy since day one, supporting him since he was freaking first day in the business. Before Too Sweet was even a cool thing to say, I was supporting this guy. Never never faltered. Been, been behind him since day one. But anyway, uh, we get to the main event of this show for the NXT Championship. Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, last man standing. Now, I can't sit here and say that I'm not disappointed. I was looking forward to that three-way with Aleister Black. Aleister Black was finally going to get his coveted main event match at a takeover. He's been slighted the last two or three takeovers. Um, he would have been headlining. He can't. He's injured. They're expecting him back, I believe, in a few months, which sucks. I thought it'd be quicker than that. Honestly, I thought he would lose here then show up on Raw or SmackDown the following week. Obviously, that's not happening unless he has crutches. Um, but it is Johnny Ciampa Part 3 on Saturday. This time last man standing. These two work amazingly well together. The last two matches have been five-star classics. This one should be no different. Um, but it's tough. I mean, I think Ciampa winning, Ciampa winning in, in the three-way would have been expected just because he can pin Black and Black can leave or he can pin Gargano and he holds on to the championship. It's a little different. But one-on-one... Does Gargano lose again, or is it his time to beat Ciampa for the belt? No, I, I always figured that Gargano would be the one to beat Ciampa for that championship. I just didn't think it would be this soon. 
So does the change of plans change the outcome of this match, RJ? Does Gargano go over? Do we have a new champion? Or does Ciampa's newly kicked off reign as NXT champion continue through Brooklyn? It's a tough one. Um, you got to think about it. Ciampa wins, and who is he facing next, realistically? It's going I mean, even if Gargano wins, who does either guy face realistically? Now, I guess you could have Aleister Black pull it. Realistically, if Gargano won, Champ will get a rematch. Um. True. So, if, I'm, I don't know. I think... So, the, the tough thing is that I think Black could pull a McIntyre and not even come back to NXT when he's healed. He could just show up on the main roster, which I feel like is a very real possibility. But, <laughs> they do want to do that three-way. They could always do it in NXT. And to do the three-way, <coughs> excuse me, I think Ciampa's got to be champion. And then you could do Ciampa and Black um, part two at a takeover. But I also feel like we didn't get Gargano and Black one-on-one for a reason a few weeks ago. It might have been last week. We didn't really get the match because I feel like they were holding out for a future takeover. Now, that might have been just May, but I feel like we might get that before Black gets called up. Um, so uh, for whatever reason... Maybe I- if Gargano win. Black comes back and... You do either the three-way uh, or you do Gargano. Black... And... I'll say Gargano. I don't think he can lose again. I'll say Gargano. I don't know. It's it's tough just because even if Ciampa wins, I think Black is back in time for war games and then you can do that. Um, but like you said, if Gargano wins, he gets a rematch and... I don't know. Gargano's got to be Ciampa eventually. He's got to be him eventually for the championship. If it's not here, what do they have a fourth and fifth match? Like, they can't headline every takeover with these guys. And it would be fine. I mean, they're really over, obviously. And people love them. But it's like, you, you can't do like four takeovers in a row at the same main event. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think I think Gargano wins you. That's my final pick. What about you? Yeah, I think it Gargano. Yeah, I'll go, Gar- Gar- I'll go Gargano, new champion. I mean, I won't be disappointed either way. I mean, could you see a possibility, RJ, where it ends in a draw and they keep the feud alive and they do it at they they conclude it at war games? Could you see a situation where that happens? That's possible, but but not really known for takeovers that have like non finishing. So maybe they could and be like a slur, but. I don't know. They've done so many. I think all three of their matches have been somewhat of like pretty much a street fight. It's just the third one of similar to that. I don't know. Like you said, if they're really waiting for Black, maybe they do a draw here, and then when Black comes back, they'd serve him again, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I feel like if you're going to end with a draw, it should not close the show. Uh, I mean, you know what? They've done this shit before. They've done it with. um, They did it with Owens and Zane a couple years ago. They did it at TakeOver Unstoppable, I think. Their match ended technically in the draw, which was disappointing. But they had Samoa Joe come out, and it was a different story. Now, they could have an end in a draw. Tommaso almost kills Johnny. And then Matt Riddle comes out, and that kicks off a new program. Now, they could do that. I could very well see that happening. Um, but I do think if a gun to head, if I had to choose one person, Gargano wins the championship in the same city that they uh, him and Ciampa first tapped on a TakeOver I take over Brooklyn 2 or whatever it was. And they had that amazing match with the Revival. But anyway, um, those are my picks. Those are your picks for TakeOver on Saturday. Looking forward to it. NXT continues to kill it all around. TakeOver and NXT just in general never disappoints. Should be an amazing event on Saturday night. So second half of the show here, we'll talk about SummerSlam. Don't have to go as in-depth. A lot of these matches are very cut and dry. Um, Not much bad blood between most of these bouts or behind most of these bouts. Kicking it off with a kickoff show, Cruiserweight Championship, Cedric Alexander versus Drew Gulak. Uh, Gulak has been reborn since the rebirth of the NX uh, of the Cruiserweight division. He's been killing it. Alexander has been champion since WrestleMania. Really, the question is, who is the one to take that title from Alexander ultimately? I don't know if it's Gulak. I think Gulak's great. I think the match will be good. Um, but I don't see Gulak being the one to ultimately take that title from Alexander. I think it either has to be Ali who I know we have talked about before, is just really, really good. The guy's got a good character. His promos are getting better, and the guy's awesome. But if it's not Ali, I think it could be Leo Rush, too. Leo Rush is another guy I think that could be a real star in that division. But uh, what about you, RJ? Who do you think walks out as the Cruiserweight champion on Sunday? Drew Gulak or Cedric Alexander? Uh, 
I would definitely say Alexander. Like you said, we talked in the past. I think if anyone's going to take her off, Alexander should be there. We saw Fowler with Buddy Murphy, but neither of them in the snatch. Kulak Skill is a heel. He's seen as the face of the brand and the division. Um, he's a good hand in the ring, but I just, I just don't see him being the face of 205 Live or someone that put all their, all their eggs behind and giving their, him as their main champion. So I'm um, going to go with Alexander here. I would say either he loses the belt to Murphy at the Super Show in Australia or maybe down the line to Ollie if I didn't get a Murphy or Ollie that want to take it off him. I got to agree. I did not even think about that. I know people have brought that up to me before. I just forgot about it until you just mentioned it right now. But yeah, I think Buddy Murphy taking that belt from Alexander has it's got to be what's got to happen. I mean, Buddy Murphy's really, really good. I mean, I guess they could have Gulak win here and then have him lose the championship to um, Buddy Murphy in Australia. So he's basically a transitional champion. But why do that when you could just have Alexander hold the championship for like eight straight months? So I, I see that happening. But yeah, I've got Alexander winning here as well. Uh, Raw Tag Team Championship, the B-Team versus the Revival. The Revival failed to win the belts on Raw this week, but they weren't necessarily pinned, which is why they're getting another shot on Sunday. Uh, This is perfectly fine on the kickoff show. I like the Revival. I could not give two shits about the B-Team, but I do think they're trying to push him. They're trying to get him over. They have a new theme song. I don't think WWE is giving up on them just yet. I feel like they were go- if they were going to give up on them, they would have taken the belts off of them on Monday and then given the rematch to the B team on the show. But they're not doing that. They're- they didn't have them lose. So uh, I like the revival, but I do think the B team will retain the tag team titles on the show. So does the B team live to fight another day, RJ, or does the revival finally get their run as Raw Tag Team Champions? See the new, uh, this is the new day. The B team is going to win. Um, I don't, I'm not as sour as you are. I, I think, like, they are never going to really... They're kind of just a, not transitional champion, but they're just the, the new flavor of the month. They'll push them for a little bit, and eventually, once they lose the title, they'll just die at that. Um, they haven't really ever shown too much interest in the revival actually doing anything in their points on the main roster. so I do think eventually they will get that stardom. But as I know, the tag team wrestling scene, especially, at least on Raw, hasn't been too well. Um, I think they're, like you said, the new theme song. They're actually winning. They don't think they're in the loss yet, but I think they're going to still keep pushing the B team as, like, the, not lovable winners, but, like, the team that wins, and they kind of all walk. They kind of, all their victories all kind of, like, sneaky or, like, weird winning. Um, so I think they'll win here. Um, from there, I don't know who to really face. He lied and met Hardy a few times, and the revival is on many people on the face. Maybe all those are pain, but gives a shit at this point. <laughs> I was going to say, like, what's what's worse, the Authors of Pain or Titus Worldwide? Like, I love Authors of Pain, but it's like, could anyone possibly care at this point about either one of those teams? Like, who gives a shit? If we're lucky, they'll have Ambrose and Rollins get the belts back um, by beating the B team in, like, five minutes on Raw, if that. So, that's my dream scenario, but I don't even see that happening. I do think they're sticking with B team for the foreseeable future before they give up on them, and then they're back to fucking... The undercard on Raw. Um, but yeah, I do have the B team going over here as well. And finally, also on the kickoff, mixed tag team action. Rusev and Lana taking on Andrade Sin Almas and Zelina Vega. Um, I love the pairing of Almas and Vega. I know you do too, RJ. We talked about it at nauseum here on the show before. Um, I'm going to go Rusev and Lana just because they've lost every match they've had on TV for the last month now. I can't remember the last time Rusev won a fucking match on TV. So I think they're owed to win. I mean, I wouldn't complain if Almas and uh, Vega won, but I do think Rusev and Lana are due a victory. Maybe Aiden helps them win, and they finally get on the same page, and they all just make out and give out, get back together and all this other good, good, you know, feel good, happy, good shit, whatever. Uh, so Rusev and Lana win here, I think, is what's going to happen. So uh, what's it you are, Jay? Rusev and Lana or Almas and Vega? I'm going to go the opposite person. You know, I want to say Andrade and Selena win due to Eden screwing them over again and then officially kicking off a shitty but necessary rival between English and Rusev. Um, I think Andrade winning here, they get past Rusev and Lana. I want a bigger and better things from here, but eventually Eden and Rusev are breaking up. That's pretty much what they're pointing towards right now. They say he screws them over one more time and then Rusev, he just, he Rusev snaps and beats their shit out of English. 
Well, I was going to say, too, like with Almas, do you think he's just playing a placeholder here? He's just there, that just kind of the feud with Rusev and Lana? Or do they have actually plans for him coming out of SummerSlam, you think? Who, with Almas? With Almas, yeah. Uh, no, they have no idea what they're going to do with him next. And so he's just kind of uh, serving like, the role here. The he's mis- not really like, going to be pushing for the Mid-Dark Championship. I, I don't really see anyone else here in the feud. But having him lose his prolonging this feud is not going to really do much for him. Well, I would hope here he can at least maintain momentum with a victory. I don't see that happening. I just see Rusev and Lana winning. I think he'd be great in the mid-card scene, which he kind of is a mid-carder, I guess, by this point. Um, but when you have Nakamura as United States champion, they're not gonna, they're not gonna have him feud. I mean, they're both heels, so and maybe they can have him feud with Jeff Hardy, who I thought was taking time off. Maybe not right now. I'm not really sure. There's a few different people he can feud with, including Daniel Bryan, if they want to go that route. Um, I think that'd be awesome. But anyway, for right now, I do have Rusev and Lana going over. And like you said, maybe I think they can make up. They should make up. I don't know if they will. I think they could still win here and still dissolve away from Aiden English. I think that'd be a mistake, but it is what it is. I mentioned Jeff Hardy Nakamura. They are fighting once again on Sunday for the United States Championship. As of this recording, it's still a one-on-one match. Maybe I've yet to watch the second half of SmackDown. Maybe Orton got added. I don't know. Um, even if Orton is added to this thing, RJ, who walks out as the United States champion? Nakamura. Um, I think they're just kind of pushing him as the middle card, mid-card champion right now. Um, I don't see Jeff Hardy winning, but Nakamura. I've been liking what they've been doing with Orton and Hardy. Um, I think they've been doing some great stuff with Orton as a heel, but there's really no reason to get that belt back on him. I love Hardy too, but Hardy's obviously beat up. There's no reason for him to be champion right now. Nakamura's just kicking off his reign. He needs something to sink his teeth into. Nakamura, still U.S. champion. Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. Again, no consequences, no stipulation, no demon, presumably. Just a fucking straight-up one-on-one match. 50-50 booking at its finest, sir. Um, we got to go Finn Balor here. i got to assume that he's going to get his win back. Can hopefully go on to bigger and better things. Um, what do you think, RJ? Who wins here, and what do they do after this pay-per-view is over? Any idea? Hopefully Balor wins, and I could give two shits about the match. Probably won't be good. Corbin, <laughs> abysmal, fucking Putrid. constable. It's so stupid. Good God. You think Balor and Jimmy Mahal is next? Maybe Ziggler if he keeps the title, but I'd rather have McIntyre. Like, if they're going to keep him in the title, maybe McIntyre. I don't know. Who knows? They're all such a shit show right now. It's <laughs> kind of hard to watch. I agree. Well, you're not a big fan of uh, Constable Corbin? Oh, my God. The whole fucking concept's stupid. <laughs> So dumb. No one gives a shit about the match. The match could be good. I liked their last match, but maybe just because it belonged on Raw, never really belonged on pay-per-view to begin with. Um, this is not SummerSlam-worthy at all. They should have been saved for Raw. I don't care. Um, but yeah, I got Balor going over, too. SmackDown Tag Team Titles. The Bludgeon Brothers versus The New Day. The New Day, this is their fourth consecutive SummerSlam. SummerSlam is like their show. They won the belts for the second time at SummerSlam when we went three years ago. They successfully retained those titles during the same reign two years ago against the club. And then they lost the tag team titles against the Usos on the kickoff show last year. So the New Day as a very, uh, have been synonymous with SummerSlam in recent years. Um, I think this year might be their year. They're really, like with, the, like with some other champions that we talked about with NXT... The Bludgeon Brothers, eh, not really their biggest fan. They're all right. I like them. They're not great. They just, as characters, do nothing for me. Um, they really need something new in that tag team division. I know that's ironic with the Usos or the New Day being in this match. They've already been fucking four-time tag team champions. But you know what? The fact of the matter is, people may be sick of the gimmick, but the fact of the matter is, is that they're still so fucking over. These guys are still so over four years after they're their debut as a tandem, they're still beyond over. So why would you break that up? 
Um, why would you not have them win here? There really is no other team on that brand that I can think of that is worthy of getting the belts off of the Bludgeon Brothers. The Usos were the ones, they, they faced the Bludgeon Brothers like three or four times. They lost. They're done for right now. Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows got their shot. They lost multiple times. They don't really, they have sanity, but they're not doing much with them right now. So why not just put the belts on the New Day? I don't see why not, so... I think the New Day is going to walk out of SmackDown Tag Team Champions as the five-time, 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 five-time Tag Team Champions. RJ, who wins here? Well, so far it's going to be the Bar versus the Blood and Brothers, but honestly, we can get that. Um, I agree. I agree. I've never been the biggest fan of Blood and Brothers, like I said, but I don't know. I feel like when they should have won the titles, back when they were the live team, we were in 2014, they shot when they should have won the titles. And then randomly just like brought them back together and pushed them as a champion now. And not realistically, they, I don't know, not that they shouldn't have won titles, but I thought there were other teams that should have won that before them. Um, I said, I'd rather see the bar versus them, but the New Day, like you said, they've still been over for how many years they've been together. Um, I, I just think if they win, I think it's a big Brothers win when they face them there. There's not really any other baby face kind of teams that. Chips face them, it being pretty much everyone. I guess you go New Day, maybe they face Day. I'm not sure, but I would say New Day. You know, I like New Day winning here. Um, I agree. I was hoping for the bar. I think New Day and Bludgeon Brothers will be entertaining as well. But I was hoping for the bar too. You got to get that hard hitting mentality, like that hard hitting style. I think both teams would thrive at. And um, they've really been a, a breath of fresh air for that division just because they debuted on SmackDown back in like April. Um, they had a few matches with New Day, and then they disappeared for a few months. So it's cool to see them back. They had two great matches with the Usos and then with the New Day. Um, so it's been great to see them kind of back in action. Hopefully that was not the last time that we'll see them in tag team title contention. But yeah, i got to go New Day here. It's new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Um, I don't see any other team being the ones to finally beat the Bludgeon Brothers. Unless they call up... I don't even know who they would call up from NXT to even beat the Bludgeon Brothers. I mean, Undisputed Era is going to be down there for a while. Heavy Machinery, maybe? Like, if they're not doing anything with Sanity, though, why would they do anything with Heavy Machinery? So that's my question. Or the Street Profits. So I would I would keep the keep them down in NXT, have the New Day beat the uh, Bludgeon Brothers for the belts on Sunday. Uh, for the Money in the Bank briefcase, the first time since 2012 that the opportunistic briefcase has been defended in an actual match that wasn't a Money in the Bank ladder match, first time since 2012... When John Cena faced Dolph Ziggler at TLC 2012. So, it's been a long time. Um, and there is absolutely no reason to get that briefcase off of Braun. I love Kevin Owens, but he's been in the mountaintop. He's been a former world champion. He can win that belt without winning the briefcase. As can Braun, but they've put enough behind Braun that it would be dumb to take the briefcase off of him at this point. And I think having Braun cash in on Roman or Brock or whoever just kind of writes itself after everything they've teased up to this point. So, And obviously, Owens already technically beat Braun at the last pay-per-view, so he already has a win over him. He doesn't need to win here. I've got Braun winning. Still Mr. Money in the Bank. What about you, RJ? Does Braun maintain his Money in the Bank status on Sunday? Yeah, yeah. Still, like I said, Owens is already the head of I've got a few thoughts, but I feel like it's been carried out for too long at this point. Um, I think Strowman should win here. I think he's either cashing on Brock or Roman, but the feud's kind of at this point. For me, at least, it's Ryan's course. They've been shooting for months at this point. And basically, Owens hasn't really, like you said, technically got a win, but not really done anything. He's basically like a job to keep pushing at this point in this feud. So, maybe I'm Strowman, but I'm kind of, at this point, I'm sick of the feud. They've technically had Strowman get the better of Owens since Owens showed up on Raw in the Superstar Shake-Up. And that was four months ago. They've basically been feuding since that point because they, they had a number of tag team matches with Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn and a few singles matches on TV. They've had so many matches. They're all entertaining, but I'm just ready to move on. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for this to be done. Kevin Owens winning this. I mean, it's great. I love KO, but Strowman's got to win here. And that being said, to kind of a side note, when do you see Strowman cashing in? On Sunday, the next night, or when? Sunday. In the main event after the uh, Universal Championship match? Yes. And we'll get back to that a little later on and get more insight on that as well. Uh, for the SmackDown Women's Championship, triple threat here was supposed to be Carmella and Becky one-on-one. -on -one. 
Then good old Charlotte Flair to show up, insert herself in the title picture as always. Steal Becky's spotlight, beat Carmella one-on-one a few weeks ago, earned her opportunity to vie for the championship as well. So we got a three-way. Carmella, Becky, and Charlotte. Probably not the three-way that people were expecting or hoping for, but it should be a great match nonetheless. Um, Carmella here, I think, is my pick to walk away the champion. I thought if Becky was going to go for the belt one-on-one -on -one, that she would win, and I do hope she wins the belt back at some point in the near future. What I like about this match is that it really could go any way. Charlotte could win and tease tension with Becky. Becky could finally get her moment. Or Carmella could, you know, steal one right underneath from uh, Becky and Charlotte. So, again, it could go any one of the ways of these three women winning. Um, but I think it could be a situation like a lot like at WrestleMania 32 where Charlotte won when no one expected it. I feel like the same thing is going to happen with Carmella here. That's kind of her character in a nutshell. And then she can lose the belt to whoever's champ or, you know, whoever the challenger of the month is by October. So that's what I'm expecting, and that's what I'm going with. Uh, does Carmella retain the title here, RJ, or is it going to be Becky or Charlotte? Becky. Can't go against her, but I mean, hey, Charlotte's so annoying. Like, God forbid, at her again. Fucking so annoying. But uh, I can't say Carmella is champion. I'm going to go Becky. What would your thoughts be if instead of going the logical route and having Charlotte turn on Becky at some point, they had Becky. Turn on Charlotte, and they turn the fan favorite, the Uber over Becky Lynch go heel. What would your thoughts on that be, RJ? I'd love for her. You know, I feel like as a baby face the last couple of years, we haven't done anything with her. She's lost a ton against Bliss at TLC. What was that two years ago? She hasn't really done anything, so I definitely do that. I mean, I would be down for it. I just feel like right now is the wrong time, just because she's still really over. And I feel like if you're going to do a Becky and Charlotte feud, technically we have yet to see Charlotte and Becky one-on-one -on -one with the roles reversed with Becky as the heel. But I don't know. I feel like having Charlotte as the baby face is just very... She's miscast in the role. And if they're going to have him feud, it might as well be her as the heel and not Becky. And Asuka could also go for a heel turn too before Becky. So I feel like just now would be the wrong time. But I do think that's where this is ending up uh, with a Becky-Charlotte match one-on-one -on -one in time for Evolution in October. Um, you mentioned Dolph Ziggler earlier. He is defending the championship once again on Sunday at SummerSlam against Seth Rollins, the Intercontinental Championship. Um, they've always worked well together. The last three or four matches they've had were great. I really, I mean, before Monday, I kind of was thinking, like, why the hell are we seeing this again? I really don't care about it. There's no reason to do this match again. I'm ready to move on. But we got the added caveat of the returning Dean Ambrose in Seth Rollins' corner to counteract uh, Drew McIntyre in the corner of Dolph Ziggler. So you got that element to it. Um, I feel like this could really go one of two ways. One, Ambrose kind of evens the odds, get ri gets rid of McIntyre, and helps Seth win back the championship. Um, or Rollins loses, but only because Ambrose turns on him. Now, I feel like that's going to happen inevitably anyway. I don't know if it should happen this soon. I'd be happy if it did. I just don't think it will. I think they're going to milk out Ambrose and Rollins as buddies for a while. Do Ambrose and Rollins versus Ziggler and McIntyre or reinsert them in the tag team division, whatever. I just think it would be stupid to bring back Ambrose and then have Rollins lose at the pay-per-view. And then they're just doing nothing. I just don't think that makes any sense. They either have to have Rollins win or have Ambrose turn on Rollins and then have Rollins lose. It really can't go any other way but those two routes. And if I had to pick an option there, either one is good. But I do think Rollins has, you know, I think he was doing great work as champion. Ziggler's done a good job too, but I do think the belt belongs with Seth Rollins. And then they could always have Rollins and Ambrose feud over that championship at some point down the road too. Um, so I'm going to say Rollins wins back the belt with help from uh, Dean Ambrose. So who walks out as the Intercontinental Champion, RJ? Rollins or Ziggler? And your also thoughts on the returning Dean Ambrose. Uh, hopefully Rollins wins the belt back here. I wasn't really sure why Ziggler won the first place. It was kind of a shock win. Well, like I said, he could go with the round with the Amherst. Rollins has been feuding over. Feuding since then. Uh, I think he got the Rollins one year. He's been pretty much, like I said, running out Rollins. Guy's been number one player in Raw since WrestleMania. Um, or even leading up to WrestleMania. But, uh, yeah, the Amherst coming back, I can't figure out what's going to say. Uh, but eventually, like I said, they'll be feuding. And then Gambus eventually turn on him and the feud, but over the belt will be good, or it's even it doesn't really need the belt. What would the belt would just be add more uh, not prestige, but more meaning to it. 
What were your thoughts on his new look? He came across like a heel on Monday. Not with his mannerisms, but just with the new look, looking more jacked. The guy looks like he's, he could be yep. a heel tomorrow. Yeah, he did have a more heelish look, I feel like, with the, with like the haircut and his mannerisms. So we'll see. I think, uh, again, it's not it's not going to be abrupt. I think that they're going to take their time with it, as they should. I feel like anything involving Ambrose and Rollins, they've always took their time with it. They've never really... I mean, obviously, Rollins going heel was a shocker a couple years ago. But even that had storytelling behind it, and they did it for a reason. So, like, their reunion, their reunion last year before they went for the Raw Tag Team titles, they took their time with it, and it paid off in an amazing moment. Were you there at that show, RJ, or no? Were you? I know it was in Boston. Were you there when they reunited or no? I don't think so. The match, I think Sasha and Nia Jax had a show. It was in Boston. Maybe you didn't go. I think we might have been just talking about it. But, yeah, they reunited at the start of the show. I went to What'd you say? I said I don't think I went to it. No, yeah, I don't think you were either. I think I was talking to like, oh, I wish I could have been there. I think you said something similar. I don't think you were there either. But it would. I know. Oh, you know what? You know what it was. You went to Raw a couple months ago in Boston. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, that's uh, went a couple months ago. Yeah, just a couple months ago, just recently. Um, but yeah, I got I got Rollins winning here. Um, do you think Ziggler wins or Rollins? You said Rollins, right? Rollins. Rollins. Okay. Uh, Daniel Bryan and The Miz, eight years in the making, finally going head-to-head on this show. Uh, my most anticipated match of the night, aside from maybe Styles and Samoa Joe, um, but this is going to be fucking great. The thing is, is that we don't know for sure whether Bryan is going to be signed full-time or not, or re-signed to the company beyond September. I think as of now, he is not. I have not heard otherwise. I might be wrong. So, I mean, they could have Bryan win here, and then he could leave, but... And I'm not just saying this because I think he's going to leave, because I don't think he will. But I think long-term-wise, they should have Miz win here. I think he needs to win more than Brian does, for one thing. Because Brian winning would just end the feud fucking cold turkey. And they got to drag this thing out for a while. So, I would have Miz win here. And you can have them have another match at Hell in a Cell or whatever the fuck. I mean, I guess you could. I would end it after SummerSlam. And then go back to it in time for WrestleMania next year. Um, with Brian winning the Rumble and Miz being WWE champion by that point, so I would have Miz be this, have this be the turning point. This is where he starts winning. He beats beats Brian here, then he goes on to beat freaking Jeff Hardy or something, and then finally AJ Styles or whoever the champions by is by that point wins the belt, goes into WrestleMania as uh, WWE champion. Him and Brian have their match. Brian wins the belt back. It's amazing, great moment. So I think long-term booking-wise, it would be smarter if Miz won here. It'd be fine if Brian won, but I think Miz needs the victory more. Uh, so what do you think, RJ, Miz or Brian? Who goes over in their first encounter on pay-per-view in many, many years? Yeah, I definitely, like you said, I think what you said, booking long-term, I think Miz should win here. Then, like you said, maybe down the road, have him be AJ, and then Brian win the Rumble, and then win at WrestleMania. That's obviously fantasy booking, but I think that's, like you said, this win is one, probably the biggest win Miz would have in a long time, and it just sets up a big, long-term, great moment for Taylor Bryant down the road. And obviously, I know long-term booking is not their strong suit, at least on the main roster, but if they had any semblance of, you know, a long-term booking and not being short-sighted, then they would drag this thing out. Even if it doesn't drag out to WrestleMania, they need to have Miz win the first match, because if Bryant wins... That it defeats the purpose of the whole feud. The whole thing is that they need to see Brian get his hands on Miz. And he can. He can beat the crap out of him. But then Miz wins out of nowhere. So I think it would be dumb if they had Brian win. It wouldn't be bad. But I would have Miz win. So we agree on that. For the Raw Women's Championship. A match I'm also looking forward to here. Ronda Rousey has been flourishing since showing up in WWE um, earlier this year. Making her in-ring debut at WrestleMania. That match was very good. She had a great match in Money in the Bank with Nia Jax. This will be different. I don't think it'll be a competitive contest. It shouldn't be. Alexa Bliss is obviously on the smaller side. Realistically, Ronda Rousey could kill her in five minutes, if that, in 30 seconds maybe. So this really won't be much of a match. It'll be more entertaining as an angle than an actual match. Another match I could see going either way. Um, Any idea or any chance of Natalya coming out to cost Ronda Rousey the match to set up a Natalya heel turn, which you know is going to happen anyway. Any chance of that happening is not happening now considering her dad just died the other day. So rest in peace, Anvil, but I don't think Natalia's turning heel on Sunday. I don't think she should have anyway. I think Ronda Rousey should win. Um, they can only have her come up short against the champion so many times. 
So they had her fall short of winning the belt on at Money in the Bank. It's her time now, I think. I would have Ronda Rousey win, and then she can face Alexa Bliss in a rematch. Maybe Nia Jax, they have a rematch. They could face have her face Mickey James and whoever else. Um, but yeah, I would have Ronda Rousey walk out as the new Raw Women's Champion. What about you, RJ? Yeah, well, I think, like you said, I think the Natalya Rowe could be a thing and put on Blitzer's champion. Um, but like I said, I think it's time for Ronda to win. I don't think screwing on with Tyler again would make a lot of sense. Like you said, I don't expect a long match, but it could be, it's going to be entertaining, I think. Rousey being champion would just boost Raw ratings and just get the fans more excited. I think people are kind of tired of Bliss being a title pitcher. I'm not really not, but I know plenty of people are. But uh, I think Rousey wins here. No, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. People are just people are complaining up the ass about Alexa Bliss winning Money in the Bank and then becoming champion in the same night. Like, oh my God, here we go again. And I agree to an extent. She has been in the title picture constantly for the last two years. But for good reason. She's really good as a character and people love to hate her. So I think it's justified. But I think they put the belt back. I mean, Alexa Bliss and Ronda Rousey is a way bigger match than any other match they can deal right now. Obviously, Sasha and Ronda would be a better match in the ring. But Sasha's busy doing something else right now. Alexa Bliss just made sense. So you got to have Alexa Bliss win here. Um, I'm sorry, Ronda Rousey win here. And like you said, boost the ratings. The fall season's coming up. You know, they have trouble with the raw ratings in the football season anyway. Um, so they want to have that going for them. So yeah, Ronda Rousey, new raw women's champion. Um, the first of our two main event match. This is the match I would have closed out the show. We know it won't close the show, but it's my main event in my book. AJ Styles and Samoa Joe for the WWE Championship. First time one-on-one in a WWE ring. Joe and AJ. Uh, two former TNA World Champions, two guys that cut their teeth in Ring of Honor, now battling for the WWE title at SummerSlam. It's an amazing story. The feud's been great. If they're allowed to go all out, then this could be an amazing match. Uh, I'm really, really hoping they are allowed to go all out and they don't have a match that's like five or ten minutes long. They They should be able to have a match that is worthy of being contested over the WWE Championship. But AJ, by this point, by this point, has been champion for over 250 days. He's been champion since September or November, rather, of last year for over nine months. Um, if he retains here, I can't say I would complain, but I think he got a strike while the iron is hot. I think he got to go with Joe as the new champion. Now they failed to do it with Nakamura, but I think Nakamura's loss could be Joe's gain. Joe could become the champion that we've all been waiting for, and Joe has been, you know, um, worthy of a championship run since he got called up to the main roster. He fell short of winning the Intercontinental Championship. He was unsuccessful in becoming a Universal Champion. He can finally become a champion with a WWE title and be the first person to ever hold the Ring of Honor and TNA and WWE World Championships. That's pretty amazing. And the NXT title, too. Um, but yeah, I got to say Joe here. I can't say I'd be shocked if Styles won. He is the cover boy for 2K19. But I think Joe's the hot hand right now, and you got to have him walk out as uh, the new WWE champion. You know, I understand what you're saying there, GSM, but I got to go Styles. I think for our long-term book in the news, you have to have Styles to be the champion. So it would be just a bigger deal to say that Styles held the title for almost a year, and then he loses that Survivor Series to Miz. It's a big win for him. He beat Styles with their whole title for a year. Not sure what you do with Joe, but I think long-term-wise, Miz essentially being Styles would be the bigger win, a bigger draw, than then eventually have Brian beat Miz a band. I think you gotta go Styles here. I love Joe, but I think you're saying the strict iron on the top. I think Miz winning is bigger than Joe right now, so I gotta go Styles. I can agree with that. As long as the long-term booking is there, I'm totally fine with it. Um, they could also kill time in the meantime by doing Orton and AJ, which they have never done as a full-fledged feud yet. And Orton has been great as a heel on SmackDown so far in the last couple of months. So they could do that as an as a temporary feud before getting the Miz and uh, Miz and AJ by the fall. So there's a few more people for AJ to face, even almost. That's a feud we could still see by the fall for the championship. You don't have to rush through it, but I, I would love to see Joe. They could always have Joe win and have AJ win the belt back next month. But either way is fine with me. I just hope they don't have Joe get lost in the shuffle. The guy is fucking great. I think he deserves a championship run. Maybe at some point he will get that. Uh, maybe just not right now. But I would. Um, have Joe win, but he's my pick as of this moment. Then we get to the main event for the Universal Championship. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, any intrigue surrounding the match with, oh, who's Paul Heyman going to side with? Will he turn on Brock Lesnar? 
was completely ruined on Monday's Raw when they had Heyman and Lesnar reunite, uh, which I figured would happen anyway, but to blow it off on Raw and to really ruin any interest in the match that I had, what I thought was really, really dumb. Now, the segment was great that they did on Raw this week, but it was still really stupid to have them just erase any possibility, any question that they were on the splits. Brock and Heyman, that is. But whatever. Um, Brock is not walking out as champion. I guess if they wanted to, they could have him hold on to the championship and go into UFC 2, whatever, um, in a couple months as champion to face Daniel Cormier for the belt. You don't even know if he's going to win. He might lose. What a waste that would be. So that would be beyond stupid. Raw needs a champion right now. This It's been as bad as it has ever been with a world champion not being there. They need to have a champion be there, whether it's Roman, fucking Zack Ryder. They need someone to hold that championship and be there every week. It's not going to be Brock Lesnar. He's leaving for the foreseeable future. Roman's got to win the belt here. Uh, really, the question is, as you said earlier, will Braun cash in? Will it be during the match, after the match, or the next night? You said at SummerSlam, RJ. But first of all, who's your pick? They could have Brock win here and then have Braun cash in on him. But as I've said time and time and time and time again, the real story here is Roman beating Brock. That's the story they've been wanting to tell now for three years. They gotta tell that with this match, with having Roman beat Brock finally, and then Braun cashing in on Roman. So first of all, RJ, who's your pick for the match itself? And then when will Braun cash in at SummerSlam? You know, like you said, Roman the story that's on Roman eventually winning. It's gonna go Roman win here. And then after the match either after the match or on Braun, they have Brock pro Braun cashing. I think that's what the that's not the end story, but they keep yeah, I mean, they've also had good history and good history and chemistry in the past. So I could see a situation where they have Braun cash in and then it's Braun and Roman for the foreseeable future for the championship at Hell in the Cell and they have a match on that show. Because there's no other heels right now. Roman has BKO a bunch of times. Braun's BKO a million times. Jinder Mahal is no threat. Uh, Baron Corbin is no threat. Ojo Raleigh is no threat. Maybe Bobby Lashley, but they got to build him back up. And he's another guy that's a babyface. So I, I don't see Roman going heel. It's not happening at all if they were going to do it. It would happen by now. Um, but yeah, Roman's winning here. I think it'd be dumb to have him cash in on Brock just because... Roman's got to be Brock. I know people hate to hear that, but it's got to happen eventually. He's got to be Brock. He just does. Otherwise, we're going to see Brock and Roman part fucking 75 of WrestleMania next year before Roman finally beats Brock Lesnar. It's got to happen eventually. Might as well be on this show. So Roman wins. LOL. I think Braun Cash is in. I mean, they got to have him cash in on the show. They have to know that people are going to crap all over this. They can't end the show on another on a poop note which they've done for the last like three or four years, the Barclay Center. They have to end on an exciting note for once by having um, yeah, Ron Cashman. It would be the best possible ending. People would get excited. The crowd would go nuts. It's not going to be a case like when we were there a couple years ago with Taker and Brock, they had that fuck finish. Or when Brock beat Orton and he like, knocked him out a couple years ago. That was a dumb finish that people hated. Brock winning last year was not bad. It was better than Roman winning. But people were still like kind of deflated just because they wanted Joe or Strowman to win. So, again, it could, it could be worse. I think Strowman cashing in is what needs to happen. And it'll end the evening on a high note, I think. So, that being said, Mr. Marceau, your overall anticipation level at SummerSlam, where is it at? From uh, 1 to 10, where is it at at the moment? For SummerSlam, it's probably like a SummerSlam could be one of those shows where it exceeds expectations, but after the last couple years, I'm not getting my hopes up. Uh, the 2015 and 2016 shows that were good overall, the one that we went to, then I went to the one the following year, those were good. They weren't great. And then last year just sucked. Last year's pay-per-view sucked. 
So I think this good one could be better than that. Um, but TakeOver really is the show to watch. That should be amazing. I don't know where it's going to rank according, or, you know, compared to the other Brooklyn shows from the last three or four years. But it should be amazing. Um, nonetheless, with a great crowd in Brooklyn all weekend long. I'll be at TakeOver. I'll be at SmackDown next Tuesday. So it should be a fun time. I'm skipping out at SummerSlam just because I really have no interest in sitting there for fucking seven hours for a show I don't really care about. Um, and that's the issue, too. That show's going to be way too damn long. Just too long. And just to give you a heads up, Mr. Marceau, TakeOver does start an hour earlier this year. Um, I think it starts at 7 instead of 8. So I think it's going to be a three-hour show. Um, they've been going overtime anyway for the last, like, two years. So I can't say I'm surprised. But they could always end early if they wanted to. But I think it's being advertised as a three-hour show by starting an hour earlier. So just to give you a heads up on that. But, yeah, Mr. Marceau, always a great time talking to you here on the show. Talking TakeOver and the Big Four pay-per-views. If you're on Russell Rant Radio, I'm sure I will hear from you again uh, the weekend of your birthday before Survivor Series in a few short months. And then uh, after that, we hopefully we got our eyes in the Rumble, maybe in... Um, where is it next year in Phoenix? I know we were talking about that earlier this year, way earlier this year. Maybe we still have our eyes on that. And uh, it's got to be WrestleMania in New York. Would be amazing to uh, catch up with you on that show in a little less than eight months. But before I let you go, Mr. Marceau, where can the people find you, as always, on the Twitter machine and elsewhere? At RJ underscore Marceau on the Twitter machine. <laughs> Follow RJ's two cents on Twitter. Any final words for the WrestleRant Radio audience, RJ? Yeah, it should be a good weekend. Uh, definitely check in to take over. And if you want to maybe get your hopes up, maybe a decent show on Sunday, but don't expect too much. Don't expect too much. Wise words for Mr. Marceau here on WrestleRant Radio, as always. Well, RJ, always a great time talking to you, my friend. I'll catch your ass down the road, sir. Take care, dear Sam.